Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome to the show. This is the Beyond Belief podcast, and this is your host, Bill, and I'm joined with Alan. Buddy, how are you? Doing well, Bill. How are you this morning? I am. Well, I can't say I'm grumpy. I'm not grumpy. I can see it when I came up the driveway. Yeah. yeah. The allergies, man, they're killing uh, yeah. me. Yeah. I, I woke up this morning and there was stuff stuck in my eyes. Right. And it's just crazy. The pollen is horrible. Anyways, yep. uh, we have a guest this morning uh, that I met. When did I meet you, Bethany? Wasn't it uh, earlier? No, it was this year, right? It, Last I year. think it was. Yeah, it was like around Christmas time. I, yeah. I came up okay. a few days after Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So I went to, uh, my wife and I went to my brother's house and, uh, went and hung out there and Bethany is dating my brother's <laughs> son, Tucker. Can I call it dating? Is it not dating? What is it? It's You're, dating. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, you laughed and I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I didn't catch up on, on social. Uh, oh, no. so anyways, uh, she, I'll let her tell the story, but amazing person with a very Christ-centered life. And right. uh, anyways, uh, tell your story, Bethany. So I just like to start off by just sharing like my testimony and just kind of like where I live and stuff. Um, so right now I'm at Bob Jones University and I'm studying elementary education um, in South Carolina, but I'm originally from Powhatan, Virginia, okay. which is a very small town. Like everybody knows everybody. And if you don't know them, you're probably related to them somehow. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's very close knit. Um, I grew up um, in the same church. I've never like moved churches. Um, never moved houses or anything. So um, I go to Mount Moriah Baptist Church, and I've known like basically everybody in there my whole life. Um, starting at a young age, like God had always been like in my life. I never really um, accepted Him until I was about six and a half years old. Um, okay. And after a funeral for my great uncle. And I had obviously known about God a little bit just through like Sunday school and church, but I never accepted him. And I was in my bed that night and I just got terrified because I was thinking about death and about the funeral and who had passed away. And I was like, you know, I know about Jesus, but I know he's not in my heart. And if I was going to die right now, I would not go to heaven. Um, and it terrified me. So I ran, I like knocked on my parents' door and they're like, Bethany, what do you want? And I was like, I need to know how to get to heaven. Um, like, how can I accept Christ? So they walked me through the Romans road and they explained how Christ had died for my sins and that I just need to accept him, believe and confess my sin to him. And I would be accepted into heaven. So I prayed right there with them. And honestly, since I was so young, it wasn't that big of change in my life that you could see right there. Right. Um, but I definitely grew. And then probably one of the most significant things was going to the wilds Christian camp. Uh, it's a camp in Brevard, North Carolina, and they had such like a massive impact on my life. Cause when you go there, you're not only like, obviously you do fun things, but you get poured into like every morning and every evening you listen to like chapel sermons and then nightly sermons. And they have, really great evangelists that come and preach to you also. 
So that really grew me so much just to get out of like my normal little bubble and kind of grow a little bit with different people that I would never have interacted with before. And you're also paired with a counselor. Um, Another fun fact, you don't have your phone the whole week. Oh, that's So, (laughs) yes. So when you're there, it's not like you're totally distracted or anything. Uh, Like you're just, (laughs) (laughs) it's so good. Um, And you honestly, by like the second or third day, you don't miss your phone because they keep you busy doing so many other things. So that was, um, that was really challenging, especially um, when I got into high school because I started to be convicted about things, whether it was like respect with my grandparents or um, respect to God or even my parents. Um, when I was in beginning of high school, my grandpa got diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so we had really taken care of my grandma and grandpa because they lived next door to us. Um, for the majority of our lives, but it wasn't anything super big until when the Alzheimer's hit. And then my grandma had some major health issues. So me and my sister moved in with my grandparents because we were over there all the time anyway. And then my mom would constantly um, be back and forth between her house and between our grandparents' house. And that was a really, really hard time in my life because I just kept being bitter at God and almost bitter at my grandparents. Cause I was like, you know, like, why can't you remember who I am? Like right. I started to think, you know, like he doesn't love me anymore. And it was just kind of a lot of mistrust just all around every situation. And just the stress of it would cause tension, you know, between my mom or my sister, just in our family. Cause we yeah. were kind of the only ones that were able to help out at that point. Um, but it grew me a lot because there was a, so many highs and lows with Alzheimer's. Like there's some days where they're just great. You know, they're just acting like a little kid um, when they get worse on. Right. He actually he asked me to marry him one time. My grandpa <laughs> did. So that was, <laughs> that was an exciting time. So like those days were pretty good. But then he would get angry a lot because um, he was naturally like a more dominant person. So those days were super hard. And so I had to learn a lot of forgiveness. even though the person didn't ask for it. Right. Um, and I talked a lot to my sister about it too, because she is one of the most godly people I know. Is and she older she, than you or younger? She is older. She's currently 28. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she went to a Christian college. She went to Pensacola um, a while back, but, and she's a teacher now too. Okay. So uh, we grew a lot closer during that time. Me and my sister did because when we were younger, we honestly didn't like each other at all. Um, I was the <laughs> typical little sister, you know, that would just run around and tattle on her all the time. Mm-hmm. And she'd just be like, go away. But um, through that situation and everything, we grew so much closer to God together and so much closer to each other. That's awesome. Um, and my mom also, because we were kind of all the main caregivers for him. And then my dad working and he would come back from work and help us too. <laughs> So we grew a lot as a family during that time and kind of learned like how to depend on God. And it really showed us how like we can't do it ourselves. Like we are so insufficient, but God is all sufficient. So that was probably like the the main trial of my life that turned me. I really made God um, not just like head knowledge, but in in my heart more so. Um, And also back to the wilds, I did a camper and training where you go and you stay there for two weeks instead of one week. And you're basically learning how um, later on, if you wanted to work in the camp, like different 
things to do, um, how to really just search your own heart and get sin out, but not all, but not just put a bandaid on sin, but get to the root of it and then right. put God back in to your heart when you take the sin out. So that was really, that was really growing for me. Um, and I learned I had a lot of bitterness against my grandpa, even though like he can't help that he had Alzheimer's, but I still had a little bit bitterness from that and other, other situations. So that really, really helped me there. And it was kind of like a turning point in my life because I hadn't planned before I went to CIT to go to a Christian college. Um, I played softball since I was like five years old. Um, my plan was to get a scholarship to a school in South Carolina or North Carolina and just kind of go. I really didn't even know what I wanted to study in college at that point, but I was like, oh, I'll find something. I just want to play sports in college. So I really don't care. <laughs> um, and so my parents love sports too, and they love softball. And they're like, well, you know, it would really help us if you could you know, pay a little bit on our scholarship. So I was on a showcase team for a little bit and like constant travel teams. Um, and then after that, the Lord really started like convicting my heart that that sport had become like an idol in my life. Yeah, right. Because a, a lot of um, softball tournaments are on the weekends. So I would have to miss some church on Sundays if I wanted to get one where, you know, a college coach could see me play on a Sunday tournament or something. Um, and I started to almost lose my love for softball because I kept, I was playing it constantly and it became more of a job right. than just a hobby. And well, that's there's when, some conviction there too. Yes, definitely. Definitely. The Lord was knocking on my heart and I kept just kind of like shoving him out. I was like, you know, I got enough going on. I'm just going to play softball. That's kind of like my outlet. Uh, and then junior year of high school, I had a friend who I played softball with, but she was a little bit younger than me. And she was like, Hey, I heard about this thing called cross country where you just run. And I really want to try it. <laughs> and the sounds fall. dumb. <laughs> That's what I said. I said, no way. Why would you just run for nothing? Like you're not getting to a base, yeah, you know, you didn't just hit you. the ball. Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. And she kind of begged me and she was like, you got to try it. She's like, just do it for me. It'll keep us in shape for softball. Like, don't worry about it. Ugh. Um, So that was my best friend, Kendall. And she really, she talked me into it. So I did it. I was like, you know, I've done a 5k before, but I don't, I don't know if I can just run miles and miles. Right. So I started that and I ended up loving it. Um, But still softball was kind of my main thing. So I was like, you know, but I'll just, I'll do it. It's going to keep me in shape for softball, but that's it. I'm never running again <laughs> after that. Well, in softball too, you had to, I mean, it's a thinking game. You have to, mm -hmm. right. But running, you got to think while you ran. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like you were able to kind of really just, you know, put things in perspective and think about stuff and reflect while you're running. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I can't imagine there's a whole lot of other stuff you worry about, but yeah. Um, anyways, go ahead. But yes, yeah, so that's one of the reasons I love it so much because it was such a different outlet, you know, and it wasn't as stressful. Um, so during that time, I also went to a random music camp at Bob Jones because uh, I play the piano and I had another friend that was like, hey, I want to go to music camp. Can you come with me? And I was like, sure, I guess. So <laughs> I went and I had already like purposed in my heart that I was not going to like Bob Jones. I had heard things about it and I was like, you know, they have a lot of rules there. They're kind of tight. <laughs> they don't have a softball team. Like, why would I want to go there? I have to be a Christian. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I'm just like, kidding. Gotta... <laughs> but but I know what you mean. Uh, you you start to think about all the things you might have to give up mm-hmm. for your pursuit. So, yeah. So I I really was like, I'll visit, but I'll probably never come back again. So I went with her, and then surprisingly, I was before I went, I talked to my um, pastor's wife, Miss Alicia. Uh, I really I kind of view her as like a mom. Also, and I I had prayed before and I was like, God, you know, I'm going to have a chance to visit some classes. Um, This could be a good opportunity to see what I might want to major in in college, even though I probably won't go to this college, but just to get an idea. Um, and I had thought about, you know, like kinesiology or sports management or something like that, because that's what I was into. Uh, and I was talking to her and I was like, Miss Alicia, what do you think I should look into when I go to visit, you know, this college? Uh, and she had went there like she loves Bob Jones. And she was like, um, well, I really like seeing you work with kids. So I think you should look at some education classes if you have time, um, stuff like that. So I went to Bob Jones again and I visited um, for the camp. And I looked at some classes later on and I ended up loving the education classes and the professors. They were so sweet and so kind. Uh, even the student body was just so welcoming and like hospitable and i was like man i'm like falling in love with this college but it's i can't amazing. go it's here amazing what god can do right oh it is incredible so i talked to my parents a little bit and um, i was still thinking about softball cross country you know doing a little tournaments um now and then for softball and i had found a place that i was like you know i think this would be a really good spot i think it was a d2 school so i could get a little bit of money for college and I had emailed the coach like a couple days earlier. And then God had just really been like pounding my heart. And I wasn't having any rest about that college. Um, and then I was like, okay, God, well, you know, I run cross country too a little bit. And I don't want to, you know, get fat in college. So if you want me to go to Bob Jones, right. you're going to have to get me on some kind of sports team Perfect. or something. Like even if I don't get money for it, I got to have some little reward. So I prayed really hard one night and it was after I had emailed a softball coach and I looked up, I just Googled like the cross country coach of Bob Jones, I found his email and I was like, okay, God, well, you know, I'm going to email him, give him my little sales pitch about <laughs> cross country, even though I've only run it for like a year and a half. Um, and then we'll see what he thinks. And I, I really thought I was like, you know, I about smarted God on this one because I've already emailed <laughs> the softball coach. Like I played softball right. since I was five, like this, this lady's going to want me and coach bright at Bob Jones. He's going to be like, why do you think you should run on our cross country team? Like I just knew it. And I said, okay, God, whoever emails me first, that's the college I'm going to go to. Um, then probably not the best <laughs> way to right. approach the situation for sure. Um, and I went to bed, like I was kind of at peace. Cause I thought, you know, I had it figured out. I'm trying to be self-sufficient again. Then literally I woke up that morning and I think it was like eight or nine o'clock. I checked my phone and like the first notification I have on there was from coach bright cross country, Bob Jones. And he just said, hi, like, I'm so like so excited to meet you. Um, like I liked hearing about your athletic background, even softball and stuff. And he said, you know, a lot of people that come on our cross country team, they don't always, you know, run like since they were like 10 or anything. And he's like, I'd love for you to come visit and meet the team. He's like, we don't have a big team right now, um, but the girls that are on it are super close and there's like zero drama. So we'd like to keep it that way. <laughs> so if you do visit, <laughs> I want to talk to you in person first. Like it's not all based on like ability. 
Right, right. And I was just kind of dumbfounded. And I didn't hear back from the softball coach for like a couple of days later. And I was like, oh my goodness, like it can't be any clearer than that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Did you, so, and just to ask a couple of questions before mm-hmm. we go too far away from stuff, um, prayer seems to have played a pretty active role uh, since you were younger. Um, what was kind of the model for that for you? Like your parents? Like, can you say that one more time? I didn't quite hear like, the question. Like prayer for you oh, prayer. seems to mm-hmm. seems to have been really important in your life since you were younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like it's carried you all the way up through college. Is that something that you learned from your parents or was it, uh, where did, where did you get your drive to pray? So definitely my parents played a big role when I was younger. They would always encourage prayer, um, even like just family prayer at night, um, just with like my parents, me, my sister and uh, my brothers sometimes. Um, And then later on, when we weren't living in the same house, it was a little bit harder. But my grandma was such a prayer warrior. She would um, be constantly, you know, like calling people Um, every night. I remember I would sit on her bed and she'd hold my hand or she'd hold um, Becca's hand, my sister. And she would just pray with us, like things that happened throughout the day, things that would happen um, the next day for my grandpa. She prayed for him so much and she loved him unconditionally every day. Um, And even my sister um, is probably the best prayer warrior like I know right now in my life. She, I don't know if you've seen the movie War Room. Yeah. Or heard of it. Yeah. But we watched that movie together and then literally like that week, she cleaned out a room that we had in the house, an extra room. And she wrote like, well, it was just a whole room. She didn't even do the closet. She just got that whole room. She got a little like coffee bench, I think it was, and like a mat. And she had her notebooks and her Bible. Did she what? Did she do post-its? Yeah, she had sticky notes on the walls too. That's pretty cool. And she had like a sheet of paper on the door where she had typed out one of her favorite verses and then she wrote like this is my prayer room like please knock before you enter right, right. um anybody's welcome to use it did you guys cry and... during the movie yes we did okay <laughs> <laughs> uh, well i mean i'm just trying to keep it real i didn't cry during the movie no <laughs> it's okay so anyways all right well i'm 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 glad you answered that but i know you have uh, a lot more of the story. I just wanted to ask that before we got too far. Cause I would forget. Oh no, it's okay. All right. So college comes, uh, you end up going to Bob Jones, right. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. and, and running cross country mm-hmm. and where else do you see God working in your life? Um, so when I went to Bob Jones, another thing that was the reason I didn't want to go here was because the main group of friends that I had back home, they were all going to, like either a Christian college in Virginia or they were going to do community college and work. And I was just like, I don't know anybody at Bob Jones, God, like, how am I going to make friends? Like I'll have my team, but even then, you know, like what if they don't like me or something? Right. So I had the opportunity to come um, the spring before I would join in the fall. And I visited um, met the team and they were just so sweet to me. Like they were welcoming. I met a couple of the seniors and that's how they kind of gave me like the wrap up of how cross country works and how it works at college. Um, the coach was super sweet and his wife actually is one of the assistant coaches. So it's honestly like a family Yeah. and very God focused. We'll get together 
outside of cross country in the fall, usually during preseason. And we'll just all go to somebody's house and we'll have a testimony time of how God has worked in our lives during the summer or just something we want to share about how God is working. And that's one of my favorite times because we usually have like a deeper understanding of each other that we don't get to see or another side of each other. We never get to see at practice because we're so busy. And a lot of people don't share that. Yeah, I that's, mean, that's not a that's not a thing you walk up to a stranger and yeah. share. Usually, mm-hmm. that's actually incredible, and that's what we're trying to do: just let people tell their stories because everyone has a story. Yep. And I just burst at the seams sometimes <laughs> just to tell my story. So exactly. Yep. So actually, um, do you go to church on a regular basis now? Mm-hmm. Because so one of the Bob Jones isn't close to where you used to live, is it? Or or is it? No. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like six and a half hours away from my house right now. Oh, wow. Now. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, dedication. So you, so you found a church there? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Good deal. So you go um, every time the doors are open? Usually. So I go on Sundays, like to... Um, Sunday school, they call it community groups, and then to the sermon. Um, sometimes they have Sunday night service, sometimes they don't. Um, and then on Wednesday nights, we have our life group, which I really love that this church does. I go to Super Road, but it is so great. So what they do is they have like, I guess you could call them almost like host families. Um, but they pick out some couples in the church that are willing to you know, share their home and open their doors. Uh, and then they split up into groups of probably like 15 or 20 people. Like they want to make it small, but also a little bit big. And so I go to my life group with my roommate and with Tucker and um, her sister. So we go on Wednesday nights and it's just kind of a time to have more like a small group study about what you were learning on Sunday. Or sometimes we'll just have a testimony time. Um, it's a big time of prayer. That's usually how we start. It's just with prayer requests, sharing, you know, burdens of our hearts or just joys of how God is working and how even though the situation may seem dark at times, but how God is still like shining light into it. Yeah. And so we all always go around and talk about that first, and then we'll dig into the to the word and to the sermon from Sunday. Or if Mr. Bird has a devotional, we'll listen to that and we have a time of prayer at the end. That's a really good idea. Yeah, it is. So, so you write, don't you? Yes, sir. All right. So tell me, tell us. Uh, tell everybody else uh, the stuff that you do, because I've read some of your stuff and it's pretty cool. <laughs> so I had always loved writing. Even since I was little, I would like write little stories or my grandma was a big journaler. So I would journal sometimes um, and just kind of like watching her write um, kind of like inspired me to write in a way. So I never really thought anybody would like my writing. <laughs> like my family did, but I was like, of course, like they love me. They're not going to bash me too hard. Right. Um, and I had read a few things not read. I wrote a few things and shared them with friends and they're like, you know, Bethany, like, this is pretty good. And I was like, eh, I don't know. You're just my friend. Um, then actually a girl I met at the wilds and we were prayer partners. Cause when you work at the wilds, if you're off staff, you get paired with a counselor and you pray with them, you meet their cabin. Um, and you're kind of just like a help can you just help them with their campers if they need any extra help counseling or something or just hanging out? So I got paired with her one week and we really just hit it off and we were really good friends. Even um, the next week when we got changed pair of partners and stuff. And she actually owns a magazine, which I didn't know when I first met her. Um, and then I got back to Bob Jones, figured out she went to Bob Jones too. <laughs> 
Um, and so we just started talking, getting to know each other. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. She has like a women's magazine to encourage other girls. And then I think it's last year, she put an ad on Instagram that she was looking for new writers for 2021. And I was like, well, you know, this is kind of my chance. I kind of felt like um, God moved my heart that I should, you know, just try it. I was like, well, if I'm going to get rejected by somebody, it might as well be my friend if I want to like have a possible opportunity in this um, writing department or something. So I emailed her like a little sample of my writing. Um, and then a few days later, I heard back and she was like, yeah, Bethany, I'd love to have you. Like, it's just a, it's not a paid position or anything. It's just sure. kind of writing, awesome. encouraging people and just like volunteer. So I really, really have enjoy, enjoying that. Um, we have different topics for different magazines that come out this year. So it's really helps me dig into things that I'm not learning in my devotions yet or that I have learned in the past. And so it's really been an outlet for me to just like write about it and hopefully encourage others in the way. What's the name of the magazine? So, um, it's called Oh Beloved One. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And how often do you write for it? So we have issues come out every two months. Okay. Wow. So yeah, I probably write maybe like every other month for it. That's great. Yeah, that's really cool. And I know you wrote a devotion for um for me for the website. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. So let me, you want to take some questions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I have, <laughs> I have some questions that I want to ask you that, um, and then if, if you have more, obviously there's time to share. So, um, do you have a favorite verse or scripture? I do. So that would be Isaiah 41, 10. Um, it's fear thou not for I'm with thee. Be not dismayed for I'm thy God. I will strengthen thee and I'll help thee. And I'll hold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. That sounded like it was from memory. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Yeah. Okay. It was. Okay. No, that's great. great. Well, Alan yeah. and I always talk. I mean, he's very good at it. I'm, I'm really new at this. Still. Some days, some, some days, days I can't really <laughs> yeah. call things. Other days it's I'm just, like, yeah, it's so know. hard for me, man. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes my head gets so filled with stuff that I just can't. Yeah. yeah I can't. I just, it, that's just me. Um, how about, how about other than your parents? Well, geez, it sounds like there's like a lot of people that influenced your <laughs> life spiritually, but I mean, outside mm -hmm. of your sister and your parents, like immediate family, Mm -hmm. Who's been a very big spiritual influence in your life? So that's outside of my grandma too. Would that be? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Outside of like immediate family, are there people that are encouragers for you? And, you know, we all have rough days. We all have rough times mm -hmm. when we feel like prayers aren't answered. Um, you know, we, we, we deal with struggles. Um, who's like somebody in your life that that you would give a shout out to that they really have encouraged you or helped you in your walk? Well, I have to say Tucker. Well, of course he would call um, me afterwards if you didn't. <laughs> but he has honestly been such an encouragement. Even before we were dating, we were just really good friends. And um, when my grandpa actually passed away um, last year, I had just called him and I was on, I was just crying on the phone, but I told him, I was like, I just need you to speak some truth into my heart right now. Like, I don't want to get bitter at God. Like the last time when a grandparent passed away, um, but I'm really struggling. And he just, you know, he told me some verses. He told me how God had worked through a family member passing away in his life. Um, and he honestly just listened 
to like how I was feeling. And then he didn't, you know, like he is one of the most compassionate people I know, but yeah. he also, you know, he spoke truth into my heart and wasn't just, you know, quiet on the phone or anything. Yeah. He's such a godly young man. I mean, mm -hmm. I, and I mean, not just because he's my nephew, but <laughs> I mean, seriously, he's just, yeah. my brother's done a good job um, mm -hmm. with all of their kids and it's mm -hmm. amazing to watch. Um, Alan says something all the time. Uh, that Ashley said in her podcast, my wife, mm -hmm. um, you can get bitter or you can get better. Mm -hmm. And that always stuck with me. I know it stuck with my wife, but it's so easy to get bitter. Yeah. It doesn't take much, right? Like it just, mm -hmm. I mean, a, a lot of times it's just. That's but our go-to a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. It's the default. Yep. But you're, but to be better requires work. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and it requires input and doing things in your life, not to be bitter. Uh, so it's, it's pretty cool when you sit there. I mean, it's not cool, but when you talk about the transformation mm -hmm. of seeing your, your grandfather and things happen in your life that really, you know, God puts those circumstances in our lives, I think for us to be there, mm -hmm. uh, to really, uh, be a teachable moment in, in, and not just in the moment, but for that long period of time. Yeah. It's really a good, a good point to be in. Um, what do you got, Alan? You look like you got some questions, buddy. Yeah, I always have questions. <laughs> Absolutely. So Bethany, actually, I wanted to ask you, um, what, what advice would you give to someone? Uh, what, what advice would you share with someone that it's actually twofold? Uh, someone that has a walk and someone that's still on the fence and they haven't really started to walk with, with Jesus. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. I would say kind of like discipleship would be a really good idea to find someone that can mentor them and can help them grow and can encourage them in their walk with Christ. Um, That had always helped me, whether it be like at the wilds or at home, just having someone that's like almost a kind of accountability partner yeah. that yeah. can just help you through that. Okay. And then what yeah. about somebody that might not really have that closeness or that walk? yet um so probably the same like mentorship type thing but also just digging into god's word because that honestly like speaks for itself and the more you know about him yeah the better it will be um, and then finding a really good church where they can pour into you there right and yeah that's actually what spawned the question because we we live in such a society now that it's like a easy believerism. You know, mm -hmm. you just raise your hand. I believe in Jesus, but there's no support there. There's nobody to talk to them. There's nobody to to like Bill and I had talked before. You know, sometimes there are people that just need you to wrap their arm around your your mm -hmm. arm around them and be like, you know, let let me help you walk this walk. You know, at least yeah. get started because there's only a preach a preacher can only take you so far. Mm -hmm. People can only take you so far. You have to get Jesus into your heart. But exactly. um, you, a lot of people just need a little extra help getting to the point where they start trusting in Jesus and they see Jesus working in their life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What's your What's your life look like? Your daily life, like, uh, with your with with God in it. Like, where? Talk to me about like devotions, prayer time, that kind of stuff. So I call it just a little bit different than my normal schedule at home. Like yeah. ideally, you know, I like to get up, eat breakfast, have my coffee, like while I'm doing my devotions. 
in prayer time. But at college, I usually don't get that chance um, in the morning. So I usually do it in the evenings or sometimes it honestly just happens right before bed. Um, I have a prayer journal that I'm working through right now that actually Tucker got me. And um, <laughs> that guy, <laughs> yeah, he took. <laughs> <laughs> so I work in that and it kind of is taking you through the Bible. Like it'll hop from like, I just made it to, I think the end of Exodus, then it will take you through a Psalm. And I think Matthew is where we're at right now too. And so you read a different portion of the Bible and then you kind of just write about it. And it also has a prayer um, written at the top of the page too, that kind of goes along with what you're reading and um, the people in the Bible that you're learning about it, whether it be Joseph or Daniel or whoever you're reading about. And that has really helped me because I've always struggled with getting in the Old Testament. Yeah, um, yeah me too. I, I'm more so like, I love the New Testament, but I need that love for the Old Testament also. And just having a plan like each day that forces you kind of to read it. And I'm I'm loving it. I never... Like a lot of the Bible stories and Genesis and Exodus, I have heard about, you know, since I was like five, Right. but I never actually read them for myself. And I've just been super convicted about that. And now that I've started reading them, God has just been talking to me and bringing so many new things to light um, throughout the story, even like the story of, I think it was Moses and the children of Israel. And it was talking about the plagues. And one of the major things there was just how the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. Yeah. And I'd never really thought about like me as Pharaoh in that situation. I always was like, oh, I'd be, you know, like Moses or the Israelites, you know. Right. The, the positive and then, ones. Yeah. And then like the bad guy, I was like, that's me. You know, <laughs> like how often do I get angry and bitter and I harden my heart towards God Yeah. when I should have a soft and tender heart? So that was a major thing I've been learning. And I also have um, my word of the year is peace. So I got a book by Max Licato, I think is how you say his last name. And it's called Be Anxious for Nothing. And so it's kind of focusing, you know, on Philippians 4 there. But it also walks through different things he's learned throughout his life. And he connects them to scripture. And it is, I love his writing. It's incredible, honestly. So I work through that. Sometimes I'll rotate um, between my Bible journal and between that book. And then I have like a piece of paper or a notebook with me where I'll write down, you know, my thoughts for the day or what God has been teaching me. That's really awesome. I, you know, we, Alan and I talk and we talk about um, making time. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot, there's a lot of times like we get so wrapped up in daily life where everything's busy and, you know, at, I've been there like a couple of days will go by and this, this hasn't happened a long time because I will, Mm -hmm. I will sacrifice tooth and nail right now to (laughs) Mm -hmm. stay in the word and just really grow a relationship. But it's easy to get caught up in not doing that stuff, but you've put so much stuff in front of you that encourages your walk with, with Christ that now it would be almost unimaginable not to do that. If you Mm -hmm. didn't have those things in your life, right, the routine would be like really weird for you to get up and not have prayer or not do your readings. It would probably just be a really weird day to start out. Yes, it has happened. And I get really grumpy and kind of short with people because I'm not constantly, you know, remembering that truth in my heart and in my mind. So it kind of changes. Yeah. 
how I walk. So Bethany, actually, um, I'm reading in Exodus right now. And mm-hmm. um, I just read this morning, you know, about the plagues and everything. And something that struck me was it wasn't only for Pharaoh to be punished and see God's power. but It mm-hmm. was also for the Israelites to see God's protection for yeah. them. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just, I never really it never really struck me until this morning. I was reading. I actually read that this morning. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. That is that is amazing. I talk. I've talked about the uh, the hardened heart because it's hard. <laughs> it's hard. It's <laughs> it's one of those things. Like it's it like we talked about just a minute ago. It's like a mm-hmm. default me- uh, mechanism for us. Yeah. We it's so easy to shut it down, lock it away, uh, get <laughs> get bitter towards somebody, mm-hmm. but to to experience the way things were taught in the New Testament. But then look at how the Old Testament went around and really went deep about how to how to change the way you look at things, especially in Isaiah and Jeremiah. Uh, mm-hmm. They've got whew, you talk about some <laughs> stuff going on. But yeah. they're my two favorite books of the Bible. Right, uh, mm-hmm. everything. Those those two books just really take you on a ride, like everywhere. Um, anyway, so I wanted to ask you, uh, what are your plans? What are your, what are your thoughts for the future? What do you want to do? Um, that's, that's one question. And then mm-hmm. what do you do to glorify God? I'm going to save that one for the end, but what okay. are your plans? What are your plans for your future? And, and what's the outlook look for you? Look like. So, for you? Go ahead. I got, tongue, I got tongue twisted. So go ahead. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I don't really have any like set in stone plans because I'm still kind of waiting to see what doors God opens. But the broad plan is to graduate. Um, yeah. Okay. Good idea. With, yeah. Your parents would <laughs> be happy. They would be ecstatic. <laughs> so, um, and just, I'm studying elementary ed. So I want to get my degree in that. And then I'm really hoping to teach third grade. Um, I just love the kids at that age because, you know, they're not, teenagers yet they still love school they still love you most of the time but they also have like (laughs) they're like little sponges you know like they love to learn and you can have such an impact on their life like for the rest of their life too because they're old enough that they'll they'll remember you you know right yeah yeah they'll they'll get older and go who was my third grade teacher (laughs) yeah that lady (laughs) So after, after that, what kind of things do you see yourself involved in, in this period? So I'm really hoping to teach in a public school at first. Uh, I know that will be harder than certain things like at a Christian school. Um, But I really think the kids need good influences on their life. Even if at certain points I can't share Christ with them just because of where the public school works, like you can still share Christ by how you walk differently than others. And they can, you know, see that compassion and that love in you. And that could prompt them, you know, to ask like, yeah. why are you different, Miss Myers? Why are you different from this teacher or like our principal or like even their parents or something like that? I can already see that happening um, at my practicum school, like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, Absolutely. So, and then I'm hoping later on, you know, I'm going to get married at some point and have some kids. And so when I do, I would like to put them in a Christian school or homeschool them. So that would probably be when I would transition to maybe working at a Christian school if that opportunity happens. Tucker probably just fell off a, a, a ledge somewhere. He probably just <laughs> probably. fell over. 
Yeah. Um, Alan used to say, well, he still says it. Uh, you <laughs> just to. acted like you weren't here anymore. Long time ago. Uh, Alan <laughs> says, uh, you're the only Bible that some people may ever see. May ever That's read. really true. That's good. Yeah. That when, whenever you're out and about, and I think about this, you know, cause it's so easy to get caught up in moments. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, you're the way you live and, and you just touched on it. You know, uh, my wife's a teacher in public school mm -hmm. and a lot of times, you know, if you, if you go in there with a bad attitude or you let the world get caught up, you're, you know, you're, you're on, you're doing TikTok stuff and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you're doing mm -hmm. all this worldly stuff and people are looking at you. Uh, what are they getting from your life? Yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I lived, I don't know, 40 something years as a, as a heathen and a sinner. And I'm not laughing at that, mm -hmm. but I can laugh mm -hmm. at it now. Yeah. And I don't want people to read that book. Like, I don't want them to see that book. I mm -hmm. want them to see my life as it mirrors the Bible. And, yeah. and it's an important fact that, that you bring that up at even uh, where you're at now in college, that that's where you, you envision people seeing you down the road. Mm -hmm. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So what was the other question I was going to ask? Um, glorifying God in the everyday. Is that what yeah. it was? Yeah. Oh yeah. I knew what it was. I just wanted to see if oh. you remember. <laughs> right. So how do you, yeah. Talk about it. So um, again, just kind of the way, you know, I respond to people and I'll try to, you know, pray for patients in different situations um, that come throughout the day. Um, I have me and my sister are kind of still accountability partners. It's harder now just because of the distance, but we can still, you know, we still text each other. Like I'm learning this in my devotions today. Like, what are you learning? Um, That's cool. I think her word of the year is rejoice. And then my word is peace. So every once in a while we'll check up on that and be like, Hey, how are you learning? Like, how are you learning about your word of the year? Like, how is it going? Like in your daily life? Like, are you finding peace um, with God and with the people around you? Like, are you unrestful? So, and that was, very challenging, even just for both of us, um, especially in January, because she was diagnosed with Bell's palsy, like the day I left for college. And, you know, her word is rejoice. <laughs> yeah. So through that, she's been learning how to rejoice. Um, at first, she couldn't even smile because it paralyzes like half your face. And wow. so she would text me and she'd be like, you know, Bethany, like I'm, I'm learning how to show joy and be happy, even though like, I can't smile right now. And just side note, she's doing great right now. Like it's almost like completely gone. She can smile. She can sing again. And it's been really cool to see how God has worked in her life through that. But also in mine, because I honestly didn't want to be at college when I heard that she had that. I immediately wanted to go home right. um, and just help her. I was like, you know, she's been there for like my family, my grandparents, her whole life. Like somebody needs to be there to give her that extra help. And I live with her when I'm at home. So God um, puts us where was, we are. Yeah. So it was, it was so hard, but it was also really neat to see how God did that and the timing that he did it in and that we could just grow through that because my immediate response response was not to grow. Like I had yeah. so much like unrest yeah. in my heart and I was very anxious, which goes along with the book I was reading perfectly. And just that her word happened to be rejoice, you know, this year, like, that's not just coincidence. You know, that's no, not working. Nah. People, we, <laughs> we laugh all the time. People are like, oh, I have such good luck. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're not reading the right books. Actually, mm-hmm. I, I had written down something earlier when you were talking about your grandparents, um, you know, that God allows situations to grow us. And that's actually uh, very suiting for your sister as well. So, yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, and it's and it's interesting, like we'll pray, right? Like we'll pray for stuff and we and we have to be careful. My brother prayed for my salvation yeah. for years, for mm-hmm. years, but he didn't pray how I'd get it. Right. You know what I mean? And we, and I Mm -hmm. laugh, I tell my wife all the time, I'm like, if he just would have only prayed a little (laughs) caveat. Yeah. Um, But anyways, so, uh, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, yeah. So just learning to give God the glory for that, you know, that she is doing better, Yeah. but you know, that's not something that we did. That's something God did. Yeah. Um, and then just at school, you know, college can be so crazy and it's so easy as a college student like in this chapter that we're at to get self-focused, you know, like I'm taking classes for my major. I'm going to the public school yeah. to learn how to we better my career all the time. Yeah. Like it's, it's honestly challenging sometimes and you don't always take opportunities to take a break, to study God's word. So you can be filled to then go out and pour into like your other friends or strangers that you might meet. So just learning how to do that and to glorify God in every circumstance, really. Yeah. It'd be interesting if we could set everything else aside mm-hmm. and just worship and praise and glorify. It, yeah. It'd be cool to do that, but we, we are, uh, we are servants to our time. Like we, mm-hmm. we give so much time to other things and, and I, I do it too, man. I self-loathe. I sit here and I'm like, Oh, woe was me. Oh, this has been <laughs> such a, and I'm like, I don't have it that bad. When I think about mm-hmm. <laughs> the broad scope of, of everything else in the world, uh, mm-hmm. we like to place the attention on ourselves. And it, you know, I told Alan before it's a, it's a circle. He, mm-hmm. he rewards us so that we can glorify him. And there shouldn't be anything outside that circle, yeah. but we allow other things to get in there and we should be in that circle all the time. We right. should glorify mm-hmm. him uh, because he rewards us. Um, what were you going to ask, Alan? Well, I was just going to say, I see you over there itching. I know, right? Um, yeah, I get so jacked up. But anyway, um, actually, this world is just designed to keep yeah. us distracted. Yeah. And we really have to focus yeah. what we want to focus on because the world has a way of just drawing our attention and, and getting us off course. What did my brother call Satan? What did he say? The slippery, slippery uh. snake? It was in his serpent. podcast, Slippery think, Serpent. Yeah. Yeah, something. It was a pretty cool term. I was like, man, I've never heard that. Right. Um, yeah. But it's true. It's everywhere. Yeah. Um, how do you how do you deal with the worldly stuff? Um, Bethany. <laughs> it's just, honestly, my devotions is a big thing. Um, yeah. And prayer. On just those different circumstances that might arise. Like, if you're not... And if you're not filled with God, like you have nothing to pour in or to help the world. And it's very easy to get unrestful, but you have to remember, you know, God's in control and his will is going to be done. So just having peace in that. Um, one thing I was going to say about the, the glorifying, I forgot to mention, but the camp that I worked at, one of the things they would do is before every meal, you would recite um, 1 Corinthians 1031. That was whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. And that was just such a great reminder. Yeah. That's through pretty camp cool. and, 
And you kind of get in the habit, especially when you work there, of like thinking that, you know, throughout your day. So. What was the name of the camp again? The Wilds. Um, it, it was oh, the, the Wilds. wilds. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. It's, you know, I, do you have another question, Alan? Are you? No. No. Okay. So I, um, this is a chance if you want to ask us anything, please don't make it hard. Um, <laughs> we're, not very, we're not very good at hard questions. Usually people don't have anything, but I, mm-hmm. I, your story is amazing. Like it's awesome. I know when I met you, just seeing the time that you, uh, commit to God daily was just, you know, sometimes people are like, you know, they, they, they try to measure, but it's good mm-hmm. to see somebody that can encourage you instead of using it as a measuring device, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because yeah. a lot of times we look and we're like, I'll never be like that. I can never oh. get like that. But right. you can use it as an encouragement to say, mm-hmm. man, I need to set more side, more yeah. time aside for this. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just, <clears throat> but I just wanted to say that I really, I think you're awesome. I think the things <laughs> that you're, well, I mean, glory, uh, God gets the glory for that. So don't take mm-hmm. credit for it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, she sounds I, grounded. Yeah, yeah. Right. I meant it in a funny way. I wasn't trying to be uh, a jerk, but <laughs> it's hard to tell. I think you're amazing. And I think the things that you do for God and the way you put God in your life is pretty awesome. Um, yeah. I just think you're going to do some really cool stuff. And I think as long as you keep Christ centered in your life, uh, he's going to get some pretty cool recognition for it. Thank you. Yep. And actually, Bethany, I just wanted to say it's been a pleasure talking with you. And if you know anyone that has a similar story, well, I'm sure that mm-hmm. you do because you have a lot, a lot of Christ-centered people around you. But if you yeah. if you know someone that would love to share their story, uh, we would love to have them on. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And listen, you're going to have plenty of time to go get your coffee. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have, for sure. You have like eight minutes to get there. And then during nice. that eight minutes, I want you just make me one promise that you'll... Pray to God and ask him how he'll use you today. Yeah. That he'll put you in somebody's life for a purpose. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You have a great day. No problem. You too. Bye, Bethany. Bye. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.